there are several scriptures in Psalm that I want us, to, Psalms, to, to look at and really kind of uh, think about today together. And this is a new year. Do you feel new this morning? If you stayed up late last night, you probably don't, all right? But this is a new year. And every year we get into the hype of, of uh, making resolutions and, and, and we get into, oh, this is our time to start. Facebook is a wonderful thing to look at at the end of the year. Because you see how all these people write their thoughts of how this year is going to be the year. Can't tell you how many times I read that from, and I have a lot of younger people on mine, students and college students, and, and this is going to be my year. You know, you, you know we, we have that thought that this is going to be the year. This is going to be my year. I'm going to grab the bull by the horns, whatever that means. Have you ever wanted to grab a bull by the horns? Not me. But, but I'm, this is going to be the year that whatever I need to take place is going to take place. And, and we start the new year with such optimism and such just, just this freshness, and, and we should. And it's like Tommy said, we know very well, we're, we're not dummies, that this year is going to have highs and it's going to have lows. There are going to be things that we shout from the rooftops about because we're so joyful in them. And there will be things this year that probably get close to just ripping our heart out of our chest. Tough year, happy year, guess what? Every year. Amen? But right now, we're celebrating a new year. So, let, let's look at these scriptures together. And, and as they come up, I'll tell you what. If you'll just stand with me, and we'll just take them scripture by scripture, and we'll read them together. But if you'll look off the screen. And, and, and Brian, if you'll put that first one there, Psalm uh, four, uh, 33 3. Read that with me, church. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Psalm 43, He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and trust in the Lord. And then Psalms 96.1 reads this way, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And then Psalms 98.1, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have gained Him the victory. Psalm 144, 9. I will sing to the Lord a new... Stop, I messed that up. Let's do it again. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Sing praises to you. And then Psalm 149.1, Praise to the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song and His praise in the assembly of His saints. Let's pray. Father, thank You today for what You're going to teach us from Your Word. And God, You are speaking to me and speaking to us today about newness. And that's what we need to focus on. I pray every heart could be attuned to You today. Lord, please bind any distractions that would keep any of us from hearing what you'd say. I pray that as we read your word, as we hear your voice, God, every time we come into this church house, we are looking to hear from you. Not from me. Not from 
Tommy, not from somebody else that may have something to say or something to sing. But in the things they say, in the things they say, that we would be looking and searching and seeking out what your voice is saying to us at that particular moment. Because God, we know that's how we receive the newness. That's how we receive the freshness. That's how we capture the moment with you. And God, I pray you speak to our hearts today and share with us what you'd have us know in this new year. I pray that you'd bless each one that's here today and those that could not be here, Lord, and people everywhere where they're gathered in your name. I pray that you would indeed bless their efforts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, and we are glad that you're with us today. So good to see all of you. A new year, a new song. A new year, a new song. I was just uh, really captured by the, the scriptures that talk about a new song. And, and, and being a person that likes music and being one that sings on occasion and, and really likes to, to be a part of that, it speaks to my heart from the music side of it. You know, worship, it, it, music and worship is very important. Amen? I mean, we think it's pretty important around here. We, we have a, a minister of music. We have a choir. We do programs on occasion. We, we dedicate about half of our service time to music. And music is important in the, in the worship of God. The, the songs that we sing proclaim a message. And in these individual songs, in the hymn book, there's a lot of messages that are proclaimed. But the central message that's being proclaimed is the message of Jesus is our redemption. Jesus is the Redeemer. He's the Savior of you. He's the Savior of the world. And that's the central message that we sing when we sing songs. And so, you know, you could get into a, a discussion about which songs are best. And boy, wouldn't that be a great discussion today? Wouldn't y'all love having that in the church? How many liked old hymns? And oh yeah, I love Amazing Grace. And, and How Great Thou Art. And all those. And, and then somebody say, yeah, but I like something with a little pop to it. I like something with a little beat to it. And then we'd get into that. And by dinner time, we'd be mad at each other and we'd have to repent. Amen? I mean, that's true. This is not a message about worship styles. This is not a message about which is better, old or new, because I'm seeing that God is telling me to sing a new song. Is that not what Scripture says? To sing a new song. And church, I want you to know it's not a new for the sake of newness. And it's not new with a new message. The thing that is new about the song is the approach in the singing. The thing that is new about the song is how you approach presenting the message in the song. That's what's new. You know, I'll give you an example. And I'm going to show my age a little bit, and I can pick any song that's ever been written and uh, there was a hit. But I remember, I guess it was the 80s, There's this little song that came out. Some of you might not mean a whole lot to you, and some of you, you'll get it stuck in your head and you'll thank me later today. <clears throat> but I remember when the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, first came out. I loved that song when it first came out. Don't worry, be happy. I, I, got a, I even got a fish in the office. That if you press the button, the fish will sing that song. Don't worry, be happy. I, I, love, I, I love the song. It was a great song. The first ten times I heard it. Twenty times I could handle but over 
probably close to 20 years since it's been out, or how long it's been. That song's not new to me anymore. It's lost its freshness a little bit. That's okay on occasion to hear it and kind of be taken back and all that, but it's not new anymore. You know, if if you notice that, that sometimes on the radio they'll take a song and you'll hear it, and you hear, oh, that's just the greatest song. I love that. The first 15 times you hear it. But then they play it in the ground and they ruin it for you. There's to be a freshness in the way that we present a song, and not just a physical song, but in the message and our approach to God. Today I'm not just talking to you about songs, even though that's a part of it, but I'm talking to you about worship, how we present God, how we come before God, how we come before people with the message of God. That's what I'm sharing with you today. And yes, a song can be a part of that, and I believe that these Scriptures that we read are specifically addressing music, but it can be applied to what we approach and how we approach presenting the redemption message of the Lord. And so I want you to think about that today. Can you make that switch with me? Can you kind of see that application? That we're not just talking about a physical song, but we're also talking about how we worship God. Do you see that this morning? Some of you do. Some of you didn't stay up too late last night. And so that's, that's how we're looking at this. Now new, what does that mean? It's more than a novelty. New is more than just, hey, this is the latest, greatest thing. New means more than just a novelty. It means fresh. Also, it can mean original for the first time. The, 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 the word song uh, is literal in these scriptures, but, but it also, as we understand how important worship is, we also know that we can approach it not just in the song, but also approach it in the way that we present the gospel message. And then we also know that we can apply these scriptures to how we worship and not just for those who sing. Because some of you might be thinking this morning, well, he's just talking to the singers. I'm not just talking to the singers. Because guess what? We all sing in our life. We do. We sing in our life. Now, it may be a song of gloom, doom, and agony on me. Whoa. We, we may sing a, a, a negative song. You may come to work. And, and you know what? You're, I've shared with you before. It's real, I, I used to do this with students when I was teaching. And they'd get so mad at me. And I just loved it so. But they'd come up and they'd say something like, you know, I had a bad night. I, I didn't get my homework d- done. And I'd go, dun, 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 dun. But you don't understand. I had to work late. And I'd go, dun, 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 dun. But no, Mr. York, you're being funny. You're being said that's not fair. Dun, 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 dun. I tell you what, we all sing the blues from time to time. And you meet someone that comes to you and they start sharing their blues with you. Now, I don't necessarily recommend that you do that unless you know them well or you just got a streak of meanness in you. But haven't you met people that do that and you could very well do that I just put the foot down and they know. They got to where they wouldn't even come to me with problems. Because they know what's... And, and, and we, we sing the blues. We're singing something. It might be a song of joy. Oh, look what happened to me today. And, and I love those songs when we're happy. I love those songs. Sometimes they're songs of sadness. 
Sometimes they're funeral dirges. Sometimes they're happy. Sometimes they're sad. But we're always singing the song. And the basic message of this song of a Christian is one of redemption. Listen, Jesus has redeemed you. And He wants to redeem the world. And you need to sing your song so the world will hear it. There's a whole lot of singing going on. But there ain't a whole lot of it that's godly. There's a whole lot of presenting that's out there. But most of what's being presented is false, is wrong, and a million miles away from the holiness of God Almighty. And it's on my heart so much the beginning of this year because I'm dedicating myself to figuring it out what it, how I'm supposed to worship in church. That's going to be my journey this year. That's what I'm praying about. That's what I'm trying to seek. And you get to come along for the ride because as pastor, it's surely going to affect you. And I'm going to open my eyes to let God show me that maybe there might be things that I do in worship that maybe I shouldn't do. Are you willing to open your eyes to that possibility? It's not real easy, is it? I was talking, I think it was Tommy, I can share this, he doesn't mind, but Tommy and I were talking about something the other day. And Tommy something that I, told me something I already knew is that he doesn't necessarily embrace change as, as the, one of the first people. And guess what? Tommy's not alone. I, I'm not real big on some change, but, but we understand that we don't change for the sake of change. We, we see where that gets us. You know, just, just, just go, hey, it's going to be a change, and, and guess what? Might be a bad change. But we have to be open to the possibility that there are things in our lives that God may want to change. I want to share with you this morning that none of you are where you need to be with God. I say that very humbly, with fear and trembling. And I also submit to you that I'm not 100% with God where I need to be. And if we know that, if we believe that, we ought to be uncomfortable with that, and we ought to ask God to help us figure out what to do to change it. Now we'll say it all day long. We'll admit we're far from perfect. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty to where we've got to be man or woman enough to try to change it, that's where we get a little hazy. Listen, I don't want to be hazy anymore. I want to figure out how I'm supposed to worship God. I'm 43 years old and I'll be the first to admit I don't have it all figured out. Most days i got very little figured out. But I want Him to help me figure it out. And, and that's where we stand as we go into this next year. And it's not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing. It's an exciting thing because what we've done is realize that God's worthy to be praised. He's worthy of any worship that we can give Him. And if He's so worthy of worship, I want to do it right. 
And I want to focus on Him. And I want to concentrate on Him. And when I, I come before Him, I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be out of touch or out of tune or coming with my own set of what I think needs to happen. I want to come to God and I want to come before Him. And instead of me saying, God, this is what we're going to do today because we've got it all planned out on the bulletin that we don't follow anyway. What are you going to do today? What's your bulletin say? What's your word for this moment? How are we presenting God in a fresh new way? Put Psalm 33 three back up. <coughs> These songs are, are commands by David, the writer of Psalms, I believe, wrote most of these that I picked. If not, it's one of the psalmists, and David wrote most of the psalms. <clears throat> and he's telling God's people to sing a new song. This specific one also says to play skillfully, to which most of us say, whoop, we're out of this, because all I know is chopsticks, and that's not very good. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. <clears throat> you can kind of move it and understand skillfully to mean with the best of your ability. Not all of us will be Liberace. Not all of us are the top in any field, and some of us may not be the tops in any field. But to the best of our ability of what God has given to us, holding nothing back, Sing to Him a new song. Fresh. And is God fresh? The Bible says His mercies are new every morning. There is nothing better than a fresh, just as fresh as you can buy it from the store, Mrs. Baird's white powdered donut. I, when, it's, when it's fresh... If it's not fresh, it's not worth eating. But when it's fresh, take it out of the package and, and it's so good, the first one. And the second one's never that good, but it, it's so good. It's fresh. And God's far from a donut, amen? And He's fresh every time. Every time. You never get old with God. You hear people sometimes say, well, my marriage is pretty good, but it's kind of gotten a little stale. Going to have to figure out something to spice it up. Going to have to, I don't know, maybe start using deodorant or um, go out on a date or, or do something. You know, we're always looking for something. You know, we don't want to do anything that drastic, but we're always looking for something to spice things up. And we'll have to be honest. Our human relationships, marriages and others, all of them from time to time are going to go through those little stagnant times. You know what you ought to do? Ask the Lord to help you and get it fresh. Amen? I said amen. Men, you need to fix it. If it's wrong, if you're not doing something right in your household, figure out what it is. Be a man. Fix it. Amen? Because all the problems stem from you anyway. Amen? They do. Number one, I believe that. Number two, your wife's going to tell you that anyway. Amen? 
But 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 in the, you need to look. You need to fix it. Same thing, ladies. Something you can do to fix it, fix it. But coming from God, He's always fresh. We have to be careful to make sure our approach in worshiping Him stays fresh. You know what I'm talking about? Because what what happens is, is that if we don't, then we start coming to church because we're supposed to. I pray to God this morning. There's not one person in Red Springs building that's here because they feel like they have to be here. And I'm almost bold enough, without, I wouldn't want to offend you, but I'm almost bold enough to stand right here on top of this table and, and, and tell you that if you're here because of that, you've got permission to leave. Now, I'm not being ugly. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm trying to get across to you is that when we come to God's house, there ought to be anticipation. There ought to be freshness. There ought to be a, a willingness to serve God and, and to praise God in, 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 in the not a, a new as far as something that's never been seen before, but a, a new approach to it. Listen, God don't change. You understand what I'm saying? God's the same. The Bible says today, yesterday, and forever. I'm not saying that we need to figure out some new ways in, in some mystical ways. I'm just saying our approach needs to be fresh and new. Same thing in the marriages. I, I think I need to have a, a fresh marriage, but I don't do that by going out and getting a new wife. That would make it fresh, but if you, that was your precedent, you'd have to do that about every six months because the expiration date would go out. I ain't doing that, amen? I'm not going to do it. But I can have a fresh approach in my relationship to keep it fresh. This message is so good, I hate to mess it up with notes. Turn that next scripture up. Psalm 43. He has put a new song in my mouth. Do you see what scripture says? God's the one that puts it there. If anything happens in your life, God's going to have to do it. Do you understand that? God, He's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many and I love this part because what God does for you will affect others. Do you believe that? He says, many will see it. See what? What God's doing in my life, what God's saying through me, what God's moving through. They're going to see it. And it says, many will see it and fear and trust in the Lord. See, it matters how we approach worship. You get to a point where you're worshiping God on by cruise control, people are going to see it. You get to the point where you sit in your seat, you stand when you're supposed to, you say what you're supposed to, and when the preacher steps up, it's time to tune out and, and the eyes get glazed over and you nod at the appropriate times and you have it timed out where you're going to say amen, but it's all by remote. I, you know what? You don't ever have to amen me another time as long as you're hearing what God's saying to you. I'll learn to adjust without amen. Although they're good. Amen? Got you there. But that's not what we're shooting for. That's not what we're working for. Just to do the appropriate things at the appropriate times. But to be fresh is what we long for. And God is... Spill into our hearts. 
Psalm 96, 1. There's <clears throat> a plea to, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Psalm 91, 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. For He has done marvelous things. He's done marvelous things, church. He's done marvelous things for our church. Marvelous things for your family. And yes, I know, as soon as I say that, there's a million people say, but. You know, a lot of times we get, you know, preachers up the front and he's saying how good God is. And you're sitting in a pew thinking, you know, He may be good to you, but my year's been lousy. I'll submit. And I'll bow my head. Many of you have had lousy years. Didn't even start out that way. But by the end of the year, there was no denying that 11 was lousy. But I've got a hope. And I've got a promise that as long as I've got a breath, 2012 can be better. And if 2012 isn't any better, and I'm still breathing. 2013's right around the corner, baby. And as long as God has given me breath, there's a chance that I'm going to get to see something good in this life. And if He don't, if I don't, and He takes me out before 2014, I praise the Lord. I know that in heaven it's going to be better than this. Amen? That if I never see a blessing, now you figured out why I got these pews out, I can roam a little bit. If I never see another blessing, I know I got one waiting for me in heaven. Some and recently, there's been a lot of people that's beat me there. Amen. I attended three funerals this week. Could have attended two or three more, just wasn't able to make them. Of people I knew, not just random people. I said that, and I, I mean, I, I guess I could attend 15 a week if I wanted to, but, but that I knew of. And, you know, you got, you got to laugh when you're talking about funerals, don't you? Keeps us sane. And there are people that grieved at those funerals, and there was people that were sad at those funerals. And that's what the year brought for them. But you can ask Miss Jean. Year also brought life. I got a new grandbaby. Some of you have new kids in your family this past year. New grandkids. And if we gave you time and dropped the hat, you'd tell us all about them. We're not going to do it. But good and bad, it's there. But we're to sing a new song. Verse chapter 144, verse 9. I'll sing a, I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of ten strings. I will sing praises to you. And then that last one, Psalm 100 and... Uh, what's the next one, Brian? Or is that it? Oh, I'm at the end? Good. When we look at these Scriptures, they're all admonitions to, to be fresh in our approach. And I just want to share three things with you briefly. This is the first one. We should present the new song with joy. Ask yourself this question. How do you approach worship? Is there joy? Or are you at church today because you're supposed to be here? 
I want to share with you. I hope that this year brings a realization for you that's sitting in a pew because you're supposed to. I hope God shakes you in such a way this year that you don't come to church just because you have to. But you can't wait to get here. I heard a song, and I'm going to try to pick it up, and I don't know all the words, and I don't know everything about it. Basically, it goes to the, to the line of, I, I, I don't have to go to church now that I'm older. I don't have to go to church in the morning. I don't have to love my wife. I don't have to do all these things. And then the one killer line at the end of that song says, I get to. I get to. I get to. And we should present the new song with joy. Are you doing that? David said in Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of the Lord. And I want to ask you, is that your reaction on a typical Sunday morning? Do you wake up, jump out of your bed with a smile on your face and say, I am glad I get to go to church this morning. May not be typically. But what could you get from church if it was? What would God do for you if it was? Do we come to church expecting? Or do we come to church dreading? I say we need to expect. Second point is this. <clears throat> we can share with others the things that He has done. For us and through us. Psalm 40 says, Many will see it in fear. We just read that and they trust in the Lord. When people see our experience with Christ, does it draw them closer? Or does it push them away? What does it do? Do people want to know Jesus because they know you? Or do they know you and think that you know Jesus and say, I don't want to have anything to do with that? Because I'm convinced many people are a detriment to Christ and how they present Him. Do you spend more time talking about the negative things in your church than you do telling what Christ is doing in your life? Did you know that many churches, their biggest enemies to growth, it's not the people outside the church. It's the people who go to the church and tell other people about what a horrible time they're having there. Did you know that? We ourselves are the biggest enemy to our growth sometimes. And I'm not just saying Red Springs. I'm saying church in general. Tell good stuff about your church. Because when people hear it, they're not hearing what you say about your church. They're hearing what you say about Jesus Christ. You might be talking about something you're dissatisfied in the building, but they're hearing how you're dissatisfied with your Lord and Savior. And I want to share with you this morning, I ain't dissatisfied with Jesus Christ. He's done me, as the old song said, nothing but good. I'm not dissatisfied with Him. There may be things in life that I, I get a little tweaked about and things that I may want to change. But Jesus, I submit to you this morning, everything I've seen you do is perfect. You got my blessing, though you don't need it, to keep right on ahead. Is that how you feel? That's how I feel. Last added, the, the last point is this. <clears throat> we must approach our praise and our worship of God with an attitude of freshness.
and a new perspective of what we have in Christ. Church, I'm already getting excited because I hadn't even hardly looked at notes. God's going to give me messages this year that's going to blow my mind away. Not that they're so good, but because they came from Him. I, I, I'm getting a confirmation even even today, and, and I have, I feel like, this past week of the direction that I'm going in messages. I, I'm going to apologize to you in advance, but not really. But if, it, if, I, if I offend you out of myself, I do apologize for that in advance for this year. Because, you know, we, you, you all ought to do that. You ought to call up everybody you know today and say, hey, I'm going to say something stupid this year. So I apologize in advance for what I say. Shouldn't we do that? It, it would help us. So I apologize in advance if I do anything out of myself that offends you. But if you're offended this year in this church or any church by what the Word says, I can't apologize for that. Amen? I, I can't. I won't. And, and so I'm excited because God's going to bring these things to light this year. You need to study. You need to pray for me more than you ever have. I ought to say that every year. But we've got to approach our praise and worship with God with an attitude of freshness. freshness. As they come and prepare the invitation, why do you worship God? How do you present the song? Is it new? Is it new? I'm glad that because of the old, old message of the cross that Jesus died on, Jesus went to Calvary, allowed Himself to be put on a cross, let cruel men put Him there, and He gave His life, the Scripture says, so that you and I could have salvation. He died on that cross. He rose again three days later. He came to bring healing in His wings. He came so you and I could be saved. And His Holy Spirit was given to us so we could have life, the Scripture says, and have it more abundantly. I'm glad for that old, old story. And yet I'm also glad that it never gets old. And I pray this year we present it fresh and new every time we sing. Lord, thank You today. For your people at your place. And I pray you speak to the hearts that need to hear you today. In Jesus' name. Amen.